0: Hey, welcome to the Coach Bono's podcast from the studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bow Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bono's Show. Uh, Check out our Facebook page, search Coach Bono's Show. Uh, You can also email us at Coach Bono's Show at gmail.com. This is episode 11.5. And I am here with our co-host here for the point five, Ellen Winginger. Ellen, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Bo? Doing all right. Thanks for coming in and joining me again. I love having you here. So thanks for being here.
1: Glad to be here. I
0: gotta give you a little bit of grief. I didn't tell you about this offline yet, but uh what's up with your fantasy football team?
1: They suck. I suck. It's how, do I have to, to help you?
0: Am I gonna have no. to like co-own this team and help you?
1: Here's the thing. What a name. I understand that, but do I really care? I need you to care.
0: I need. No. I need you to care in certain games. Now.
1: I understand this, but this is also the first time that I've played fantasy okay. in six okay. years.
0: Oh, okay. I wouldn't say if you said ever, I was not going to believe that. But so I'm going to give us the uh, let's give us the update here real quick. Um, I fell out of first place, and now I'm on a two-game losing streak after just shitting absolutely shitting the bed last week. Um, here, but we've got, um, let me go oh, wrong league. That's, uh, um, that's Corey's league, which P money. The kiddo is just destroying. Uh, here we go. Uh, Mike McHugh is in first place. Mike edged me out or both of our teams actually shipped to bed this past week. Mine just had a bigger puddle. Uh, so he's sitting at seven and two. Um, uh, my boy Barry Kingery is hot. I mean, hotter than donut grease. He's won six in a row with 0 and three to six and three. He's in second. Then we have one, two, three, four, five of us tied at five and four, of which I'm second behind our boy, Paul Hayward. Uh, the rest of you, I'm not even going to bother with um, Ellen's sitting there at one in eight, currently 12th in the league. Glorious. Um, yeah. I'm,
1: it's sad. I know. It, I look at the team is, every single week.
0: Yeah. I need to see who you're playing this week. Let's see. Oh, you're playing B-Dog this week. Heel to the chief. Let's see, I he, he picked up Cam Newton today. Uh is he playing him? No. You know, I think the problem is you went Tom Brady at quarterback. Tom Brady's a great quarterback, but he's not a great fantasy quarterback.
1: He's yeah. done all right, you know, as long as Antonio is playing alongside him, it's been a pretty yeah. decent score generator.
0: I don't know how you're not much better than you are.
1: I because if you look at the last three games, I think I've lost by less than three points in each of those games. Let
0: me look at something here.
1: They've been close.
0: Yeah, you've outscored three other teams in the league. That's just bad luck. The three teams ahead of you in the next three spots, you've outscored all three of them. So sometimes that is just bad luck, and that happens. But
1: I mean, it's not completely pitiful, just partially pitiful, and that's that's just going to be what it is this season.
0: Completely pitiful is what someone's trying to do in the other league I'm in (laughs) where they – they try to like whenever they're playing me. They try to make shady trades <laughs> in order to try to load up teams, and they still lose. And I'm like, listen, it's gonna be me and the kiddo first and second. And again, the hey, look, Peyton's gonna win. He's blowing everybody away. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna dominate. And then we're both gonna retire from that league. We're gonna to go to the championship game. I'm gonna win the championship game, but we're gonna finish one and two. No matter what, we might even just play nobody and split the money. But we're gonna go one and two, and then we're gonna be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. We're out of here.
1: <laughs> so, drop, drop your deuce and go. You know,
0: just be like, all right, we're taking our taking our winnings and peace out.
1: Yes, thank you. Goodbye.
0: So, so, hey, uh, Ellen's gonna join. Going to do a, a little college basketball preview here in a couple minutes. But uh, first thing I want to jump on is a couple of the big uh, moves in the NFL. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. cleared waivers. You know, kind of bullied his way in the clearing waivers and uh, was picked up surprisingly by the LA Rams. Signed a one year deal. He'll finish the season as a Ram. And uh, of course, everyone from LeBron James to Aaron Donald to everybody in Hollywood as well as tweeting about OBJ and chasing the rings. So, what do you think? What do you take there?
1: You know, he's with one of his best friends, our, our boy um, from Broncos land that landed there last week, so that could be interesting. I mean, it, yeah. the Rams are going in to win it. They've
0: oh, they're in the full-on win now. They, they've not, like, got no the idea. season
1: to do it, so let's see what they can do.
0: Has any team in any sport you can ever think of mortgaged their future to win now as much as the Rams have for this season?
1: No, but when was the last time that LA football team had an actual shot at a Super Bowl in their home stadium?
0: It's true. They get the home stadium. They've never, you know, they've been good last couple of years, but they haven't taken a first round pick now in four years and they don't have one for the next three. Right. They don't have a second round. They don't have a pick on day till day three of this next coming draft. I mean, so going and going back to back, back to back to weeks, you had Von Miller, and, OBJ. and it's not like they're going to change their defense for Von Miller and change no. the offense for OBJ. It's matchup stuff. That's what people I don't think realize about that is that it's the matchup of, you know, kind of like we saw with the Bucks last year with Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. you know, they brought him in late in the season and he didn't play much till late in the season. And then late in the season, he was getting those like six receptions that were like the most paramount, most important times of the game. And that's what that's going to be for Odell Beckham. He's going to be well, the guy that he's going to find some single coverage. He's going to be on somewhere. He's going to break an out route, and then you're going to be like, "What the hell?"
1: And it's going to be it's going to come down to communication and personalities. And so long as everyone can put up with each other for the next, you know, eight to ten weeks, it yeah. could be very fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think Aaron going to let anybody get out of. Uh, no one's going to get out of out of school with Aaron Donald over there. That man trains with knives. I'm not messing with Aaron Donald. I'm, like I said, I'm no player in history would I mess with like that dude. That dude is
1: egos make people stupid.
0: He does. He, he. I've seen that dude beat triple teams. Triple teams. Yeah. And now teams won't be able to double team him much. He's gonna go ape shit. So um, the other big thing that happened, we got. I'm going to talk about college football playoffs in a minute. Uh, we don't do a lot of NBA chat. I just don't watch a lot of oh, the NBA. Did, did
1: you want to talk about Cam real quick too? And oh, the yeah, absolutely. Thank you up.
0: for jumping on that. I forgot. Thank you. I was, I was almost over that one. Cam Newton signed with the Panthers. Now, we're recording this Thursday night. So this afternoon, Cam Newton re-signed with the Carolina Panthers team. He started in the league with uh, a one-year deal. They're actually paid him pretty well. He's getting paid more than he got in New England last year. Yeah, uh, he'll be the starting quarterback. He'll be starting from week this uh, not this week, but next week, as Sam Donald is injured.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, what do you think of that?
1: You know, it's it's interesting. It makes me wonder how long Cam wants to play, and maybe he's just kind of like, you know, what this is the best last shot. Yeah. going to go out, see what he can do and then retire. And that way he doesn't have to do the one day contract and that kind of thing for hall of fame stuff, whatever. But, um, I don't know. I, I just, it makes me wonder if Cam is seeing some running on the wall and and figures this is his last shot.
0: Yeah. Well, I think there was twofold on this. I think that you're spot on. I think it was just part of his legacy in Carolina come Mm -hmm. back, you know, fulfill the rest of this season. Um, you know they're also a team that could make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they've got a wild card shot.
0: They got a shot at the wild. They're not going to beat the Bucks in the in the South, but it, you know them and the Saints are going to play for the play for a wild card spot. And the Saints lost again this past week. You know, so they've got a Carolina has a legit shot at grabbing one of those last wild card spots. And if you go in there with they've got a Christian McCaffrey back, Cam Newton's a good person to have, when you have a run game. And, yeah,
1: and with the Saints on a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm for the remainder of the season, and you're bringing in a veteran who knows the system inside and out.
0: I was an advocate of the Saints signing Cam Newton as soon as the Patriots got him. (laughs) I was like, just go sign Cam Newton. just because I thought he's perfect. Him and Jameis would be perfect. Yeah. And their style quarterbacks, both can run the ball if they want. Jameis is a better throwing quarterback, a better set-in-the-pocket guy. But the extra thing you could get with Cam Newton with, the, with his legs and what he can do in the run game, was I think, would have been huge. And Yeah. I, I was advocating it even harder after Sunday's football game. <laughs> Saints get down 20 in that game. Come all the way back because Matt Ryan did a whole shitload of Matt Ryan things. Excellent. And, and come all the way back, lead by one, just left too much time on the clock. And it wasn't like Matt Ryan made a great play. Uh-huh. He just threw one ball, 60 yards. It gets him in the field goal range. It's like, God damn it. That's all you need, one play.
1: Is,
0: yeah. Tyler Jones sends me a text. He says, man, I can't, Ryan's lighting it up. And I was like, first off, fuck you. <laughs> Secondly, that is just a terrible take because I've watched every play of this game, and he's the worst player on the field.
1: He's, he's old. the worst
0: football player to ever win the NFL MVP. He's old. He, he's he's not, he's only had one good year in his career. It just happened to be he won the MVP that year. Yeah. yeah. So he should break off 10% of all his future life earnings and give it to Kyle Shanahan that season. Because <laughs> if it wasn't for Kyle Shanahan's offense, there's no way Matt Ryan takes that team to the Super Bowl. And then for anybody who is a Falcons fan, like to give me grief about the Falcons losing to the Saints, uh, I just have two words for you, Steve Gleason. Yeah. That was the greatest, one of the greatest moments of my life. Locking yes. up Hunt, we won the, you know, the Katrina game. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Cam Newton to the Panthers. So, I, I like the, I like to sign. I, I like to sign a lot. So, all right, now let's get to this NBA take. Um, yeah. I don't do a lot of NBA. I, I'll watch the NBA when football season. Kind of my basketball thing is I'll watch basketball when football is complete. So I'll get more into it now. But as most people have already seen, had a little bit of an incident earlier this week on the court. you want to describe it or you want me to describe it?
1: Um, you know, I'll describe it. I, I woke up the next morning and saw some texts about it and figured out what was going on and saw that late in the fourth quarter, the Nuggets were uh, Nikola Jokic was coming down the court Mm-hmm. And just about to hit mid-court and uh, former KU standout Markeith Morris decides that he's going to just take a shot to the to Jokic's ribs. Yeah. Midsection section something.
0: Which, His knee, he even went in the, the Jokic's uh, uh, surgically repaired knee.
1: None of it made sense because no. everyone was free and clear. No one was guarding Joker. No. Everyone was just open and Keefe was just trailing up the backside of the court. And needless to say, uh, Jokic did not take kindly to such actions. And as Markeith stupidly turns his back towards Jokic to run back down court, Jokic just came at his back. Yeah, and shoved the shit out of him. He
0: came with the forearm. I mean, he put a forearm shiver into him that would have made Joe Green feel like feel like those like, like damn. Yeah, and
1: then you know, Keith was down for several minutes. Yeah, until
0: it knocked, he... the it yeah. knocked the wind out of him. It knocked the wind out, and I guess he had like a little whiplash, hurt his neck. Yeah, you know, so I, I kind of have a hot take here. I'm gonna jump in here. Um,
1: Are you sure it's a hot take?
0: I don't know if it's a hot take, but here's my thing. Fuck Markeith Morris. He deserved oh. that shit. I'm, I'm not going to ever call somebody a thug. I hate that. Like, I hate that line, that line. I think that's just a. I think mean, that's a dog whistle for racism. Mm-hmm. But the Morris twins, both Marquise and Marcus, have been bullies their entire NBA career. I, I it goes back to KU even. Yeah, you KU, but but in the <sighs> end, in the NBA they've been bullies their entire career, and they have yes. always picked on guys smaller than them. Here, Marquise Morris decided he wanted to come at someone who actually was bigger. And the dude said, You might be from Philly, but I'm from fucking Serbia. And we don't take kind of that shit.
1: Yeah, it was it was wild. And then you know, Jokic's brothers are on the sideline, and <laughs> they start going up, and you see, yeah. Um you know, the Heat's bench, Jimmy Butler starts yapping, Haslam starts yapping, everyone was surprised Udonis Haslam was still in the league. Um, <laughs> and, I like
0: how Tyler Hero came off, came out there and was looking around, and he gave Jokic the look like he wanted some of it, and it was like, nope, <laughs> like the yeah. day of Friday.
1: <laughs> and then, you know, it carries on into Twitter, and Marcus is spouting off on Twitter saying, oh, I see this, you know, you wait until Keith turns his back, noted. And then the Jokic brothers, who I've seen them at the Nuggets game, they are giant men. And they create a new Twitter account So they can start going after the Morris brothers and they've confirmed it's them. So this can be a fun little random sideline for the rest of the NBA season.
0: The Morris twins want no part of the Jokic family. I'm uh, that is not uh, Jimmy Butler. I I will give Jimmy Butler a pass on this. He's trying to defend a teammate. Uh, You know, he's trying to say, Hey, you want to go in the back? He's trying to defend a teammate. I get it. But that's not, he just saw a big, tall white guy. He did not see, he didn't think, this motherfucker is from Serbia. And they carry machine guns in the streets. I mean, I'm it's, it's saying. Not even,
1: it's not even that. It, I, these I, I, men I are extremely fit and yeah. large.
0: Well, I, it's just a different kind of, as they say, you don't want the smoke. I'm telling you, these guys will. You notice he's somewhere, somewhere yeah. he's mobbed up. Someone knows somebody in a Serbian Serbian mafia.
1: Yeah, this is not and... going to go
0: well for the Morris twins. The Morris twins should take this L because of all the bullying they've been doing. Now, the yeah. funniest part to me on this was watching the NBA, the NBA on TNT. I love the NBA on TNT. I think it's the best show, best studio show in all sports. And they asked Charles Barkley about it, and Charles is about to give us sport. You can tell he's about to go in and he's about three seconds in and Shaq mutters something. And Charles probably says, all right, Shaq, go ahead. And Shaq says, "Hey, just don't turn your back on me. If you're going to hit me and you turn your back on me, I'm coming to get you either way. It doesn't matter if your back is to me or not. It was like all of a sudden, you know, he goes off for like a full minute and a half. And the, you could hear, you could almost see it in the, I, the IFP thing that the uh-huh. Barkley's wearing, where they tell him the camera's back on you, and he just goes, "Don't turn your back on a man when you hit him."
1: I mean, that's the thing. I don't, I don't yeah. know that I've seen any take that says that Jokic was out of bounds with his response. That you know, Keith was fine with the shot that he took, and. Everyone kind of is in line with saying, "Eh, "It's Morris twins." Yeah, and they kind of
0: deserve it. They they kind of had that coming. There's and you know and again, I just think that it's you know, you play stupid games, you're going to get stupid prizes, and that was that was playing a stupid game going for that dude. So agreed. Yeah. So Markeith Morris, my man, take the L. Just get on out the paint, and you know, just just know you're not going to win that one. So yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll see what the matchup comes.
0: Yeah. All right. So here, here we are. I, I had I had, a, I had a homework assignment for you last week. You did. You did. Because so it,
1: it is now my favorite season of the year. It is welcome to college basketball season. Yeah.
0: And, and I'll be really blunt. This is my least favorite of all the major sports. I've just never. I, I like basketball and I'll watch mm-hmm. basketball when football season ends. But I'd much rather watch the NBA. And, and then you watch the majority where it's I on. live in Lawrence Kansas. I'm definitely in the minority there. Sure. But I've never gotten into college basketball.
1: Oh, and this was the thing when when we moved to Topeka from Wisconsin, fall of '87. Yeah. Ku became the thing, and my mom and I dove into it yeah. headlong. And Songs. college basketball from there on out. All right.
0: So you're you're going to give me a college basketball preview here?
1: Yeah, you basketball? know. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, Duke has a basketball coach named Coach Krzyzewski. I know
0: know who who Coach K is. I'm not that dense.
1: And uh, he's retiring
0: this year. Yes, I've heard that too.
1: So he's going to get a lot of really bad mementos throughout the course of the year, the first of which was given to him by ESPN on Tuesday night during the Champions Classic at halftime of the KU-Michigan State game. Um, so he will have a dumpster full of patch which he will get. Although I understand that Cal and Bill Self both got him bottles of happy. Um, so he can have some good Kentucky bourbon to, uh, go home to, yeah. but so, you know, that's going to be a big through line over the course of the season, regardless of who Duke is playing. That's going to be the main story, uh,
0: can you, you keep know, track of the? Can you, will you keep track of the gifts Coach K gets and tell us what's the good ones and the bad ones? I
1: I, I will try to. Okay. I mean, it
0: was if un- something stands out. I want to know
1: the ESPN. The ESPN one from Tuesday was unanimously pan. What was After it? Winkle, it was basically like a really ugly plaque that you might get for playing YMCA ball from wow. ESPN
0: you would think as much money as ESPN has made off of Duke basketball over the years, they would have done something really nice, like a statue yes. or a gift home in the Bahamas or something like that. Right.
1: And if you're tired of the Duke UNC previews, they're only going to get worse because Duke will be all over ESPN this yeah. season. So, you know, they're, they're going to be an interesting team. They've got uh, top three freshmen in the country. So, you know, they're kind of at the bottom of the top 10, but they'll make a push. Um, Top 10 is really fun. Zags, who lost to Baylor in the national championship last year, is preseason number one. They've got the preseason uh, player of the year, with Drew Timmy. Got some other couple of really good freshmen that came in. They should do very well. They played Texas here soon. So that's going to be their first big matchup that they'll have. And that'll be a lot of fun. Um, UCLA sitting at two, they're probably going to run the Pac-12 pretty easily. Uh, KU sitting at three, Nova finally got their point guard back uh, after he blew out his knee just before the Big East tournament last year and are returning most of their players. So they should have a really good run with Jay Wright. Texas is sitting at five. They've got, you know, their new coach was Shaka getting booted out to Marquette and yeah. uh, they stole Texas Tech's
0: coach. So when, when this is the first year that Shaka Smart has not been in Texas. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 for some reason, I think COVID has put me to where I'm like, was that in 2020 or 2021?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then no, so, he's at
0: Marquette. Now, I like Shaka yeah. Smart a lot. And I hated that he went to Texas because I can't root for him when in Texas. I can't root for anything in Texas. Texas. Team. That's fair. Yeah. I don't do University of Texas, Texas A&M. Yeah. No, fuck all of them. So Yeah, I I can hold my nose and root for the Astros because of Alex Bregman. So that's about it. Yeah, as far as Texas teams and me.
1: Yeah, so um, Texas picked up Chris Beard at the end of last season, who, you know, was the wizard for Texas Tech. So there's a lot of high expectations from um, the alumni, for sure, if not the press. Michigan and Purdue are going to make the Big Ten a lot of fun. Purdue's kind of a a quiet – Favorite to win the Big Ten, so that'll be yes. Okay. So that'll be interesting. Baylor, you know, they're going to try to repeat as national championships after Scott Drew won his first one last year, Um, and then you can Kentucky rolling out, rounding out the the top ten. Kentucky is a little bit unusual this year insofar as that it's not loaded with underclassmen. It's actually fairly heavy upperclassmen. Ty Ty Washington's their big freshmen coming in that everyone's kind of looking at. So we'll see what they can do. Um, rest of the top 25 Memphis, you know, with Penny Hardaway at the helm there, that's going to be super interesting. He's got some really great freshmen sitting there. Uh, from what I've seen, you know, it's said that the, the team is running the program, not the coach. So I'll be interested to see how that actually plays out. Alabama is going to try to do some repeat of their hot street with
0: They got hot Nate, at the end of the year last year.
1: Yeah, with Nate Oak. So they run more of an NBA-style offense. Okay. And um, so shoot and go. It's just, it's a lot from the outside. They're okay. shooting from three. They're definitely playing percentages.
0: Okay.
1: And it seems to have worked so far. Okay. Uh, Kelvin Sampson with Houston at 15 could be a lot of fun.
0: Okay. And, and from what I understand, he's just trying to recruit as many kids locally as he can.
1: He does. And he does I mean, really well. It's and it'll be,
0: Houston. I mean, it's the fourth biggest city in America. I mean,
1: it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're in a minor big five yeah. conference. So the AAC, and that's not the best thing in the world, supposedly that they will come up as part of the big 12 realignment in a few years. So yeah. that could be very interesting I don't know. You know, UNC perennial favorite sitting at nineteen, Virginia sitting at twenty-five. They lost their first game to Navy, um, so they will no longer be in the twenty-five top twenty-five, and basically were just put in because of the coach. So yeah. nothing too crazy, but we'll see. I don't know. Your favorite.
0: Give me your favorite for Player of the Year. Uh, Drew to me. That's from Gonzaga.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then uh, give me one or two teams, not in the top five mm-hmm. that are teams we need to look out for.
1: I think Memphis definitely. Um, I hate to say it, but I think Alabama their schedule is fairly favorable for them to really make a push. Uh I also like Maryland and maybe okay. there's just some something sitting with me for that, that I just kind of like them, but you know, from another aspect, St. Bonaventure, smaller conference, old school program coming in and maybe making a resurgence. So uh the Bonneys could also be uh, a dark horse to do something fun later on.
0: Okay. Same biometric. Okay. All right. I like it. All right. So what did you find about my LSU Tigers?
1: I, I did that part of the assignment as well. And, um, you know, they're sitting right in the middle of the SEC. They're preseason six, according to the media polls. Yeah. They are – should have a fairly good offense. Um their recruiting class for this season was sixth overall in the country, so they've got some talent coming in. I just don't know if they can compete with Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn. You know, there's, there's Kentucky. Kentucky. There's a lot of juice sitting at the top of the SEC, and I'm not sure that LSU is really going to be able
0: to do it, much it. It feels so strange that all of a sudden the SEC starts caring about basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of a damn shame. You know what it is? It's, you know what my, my theory on that is What's is that? a team started spending money on basketball because of Nick Saban.
1: Oh, because they, they have they extra money to him. do it. They knew
0: they couldn't catch him in football. <laughs> so they were like only LSU can. So it's like, Okay, well, the only team consistently over the last ten years to compete with them is LSU. That's pretty much it. Now Georgia is, but I mean, it's, other than those three schools, no one really has a chance. So let's just all concentrate on basketball.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, put that money toward basketball, and they've all spent money on coaches. They've they all have. All spent money on on name coach name coaches to try to bring in recruits, and yeah. So I I, I do find that interesting. It's Part of it also maybe because. ESPN gave them so much money for the football package. They have to carry so much of their basketball programming as well.
1: Well, and there's, yeah, they, they've got separate pots of money, but I think part of the thing too is that the allure of having a multifaceted sporting school is attractive yeah. Yeah. from a recruiting standpoint, from an academic standpoint, from yeah. just an enrollment standpoint. So
0: why not do it if you can? Yeah, makes sense. Well, that is Ellen's college basketball preview. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It. You know much more about college basketball than I do. <laughs> I mean, you know more about basketball all around than I do. I, uh, I
1: don't know about that.
0: I can give you I, – if I sat down and really started watching, I, just, I wouldn't even do it with college. I would do it with the NBA, but I won't do it with college. I just – I find the, find the NBA game more fun, and I get I, the better athletes. I think you got an elite – an NBA – like a great player at the NBA is an absolute world-class elite athlete. Oh,
1: absolutely. And I I think that's why I'm attracted to
0: watching that when I watch basketball. I'm going to watch something. I want to watch something special. So, yeah. All right. Um, Hey, I wanted to – one thing we were talking about off the air. uh, This is not sports-related, but I thought it was fun. We were both talking about how we're a little tired because daylight savings time has gotten here.
1: Well, it's you, over, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, we got through, we had to fall back, and I was here at my office, that's where, yes, the undisclosed location is my office, and I'm here, and I'm I'm going to record early, we're, we're recording this in the evening time, and it's like, damn, the sun's already down, I'll like get five o'clock, the sun is down, here in Lawrence, it's, Kansas. Yeah. And I'm thinking, is it like seven o'clock, am I, am I late? And then I realized, no, we got a couple hours. Well, shit, I guess I'll get some work done. So... Yeah, I just, I feel like I'm, and then I woke up yesterday morning and I was like, the sun's still not up yet. Like, what is going on? I, I
1: it, it, it takes it,
0: me a few weeks, it takes me at least a few weeks to get used to it.
1: I fully agree with that. Nicholas had a flag football game this afternoon and I managed to wrench my knee again while I was walking out to the field. And then the sun's going down and the wind's picking up yeah. and it's cold and... Yeah. Hit in the car and you get home and you eat. And I sit downstairs. And Nicholas was like, Do you have to do the podcast tonight? You look kind of tired.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't I felt kind of bad when you came on. I was like, Yeah, I said, How you doing? You went, I'm tired. And your yeah. voice, I was like, We're gonna make this a quick one. We're not gonna to go to actually. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. And it was one of those things, and just my body still is waking up as if it were a week ago, so yeah. I'm, I'm waking up at 5 30, but I want to go to bed at like eight. Yeah.
0: I fell asleep on my couch at nine o'clock last night. And then I woke up at one at like between 12, between 11 30 and 12. Then I was up to like three. Yeah. That's that the worst. It's off. off. Like, what is the hell is going on in my brain here. So I'm in a fog as well, but, uh, so I wanted to talk about that. Uh, I got an assignment for you and this is also for our listeners for next week. Um, Next week will be our last show before Thanksgiving Mm
1: -hmm.
0: for the 0.5. And so what I want to do is I want to know about strange. If you got a good Thanksgiving story, I'll take it. But if uh, strange traditions that you've ever incurred in Thanksgiving, we talked about it off off the air and you mentioned you don't really have any.
1: So if anyone's
0: listening or if you've heard of any, I want to know about these. You can email us, you can tweet us, Instagram, whatever, just... You reach out to us. I want to hear some strange Thanksgiving stories. I'll give a couple real quick for me. One is, you know, I live here in Kansas. When I first moved here, I was at a Thanksgiving. This is probably my third or fourth year in Kansas. And I had mm-hmm. was at my now wife's family's uh, Thanksgiving. And they were putting noodles on, ma- on mashed potatoes. I'm like what? a carb on a carb. That just hold, hold that. on.
1: What kind of noodles are you like talking thick,
0: about? Like, like thick, like linguine kind of. Dude. I mean, oh, yeah, not okay. like spaghetti noodles. I'm talking yeah. about like thick, freaking like belts. I'm like, eat shit on your on noodles on mashed potato. I, I thought like you're talking
1: it. like lo mein noodles, like crunchy. No, to give it no, some no, sort no. I'm
0: talking textures. about like, like no. I'm talking about like noodles, like. Should you put some 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 uh, pasta sauce on? You know. Oh wow. Yeah. It, if you tell me you're putting gravy on noodles, I think it's gonna be red when it comes to me. Not 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 turkey gravy. No. Yeah. You say gravy, I think marinara. When I see noodles.
1: No, man. Yeah. Yeah. Our,
0: that was that strange to me. That was. Yep. Yeah.
1: I, I I wish I had something to add. I just don't unless yeah. you know. Pulling out the booze too early in the
0: morning is an odd. But that's normal (laughs) for any holiday, I think, especially in the holidays. I mean, especially if you got to deal with in laws or stuff like that. Not necessarily my in laws, my in laws are nice people. Or Or even
1: just your own family. Sometimes you
0: just need it. I got to be nice. Some of them could be listening. I hear a couple of them actually listen to the pod. Oh, well, that's more. So that's wonderful. Rate us and review us. Give us five stars. If you give us four stars, I'm going to believe you're a hater. Oh, you just, yeah. So that was what that's my homework assignment for you. If you hear any stories, you ask around. I want to hear a couple of good stories next week. And then if you're a listener, listener, send me an email, send me a tweet, something. I want to hear some strange shit that happens at Thanksgiving at Giraffe.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, we have the only strange thing with the holidays is for me is that, um, and we'll talk about this at length when we get closer to it, is that I don't go to bed on Christmas Eve until I've watched Die Hard.
1: Well, it is a Christmas movie. So,
0: it is a Christmas. We're going to argue because I got I got a whole bunch of people for that discussion already. Uncle Rico's coming in, I think Hayden Fox okay. is going to come in. We're going to talk about whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So, because it totally is. It's the greatest of all Christmas movies.
1: This is the bigger issue I think that needs to be discussed. When do you start
0: decorating for Christmas? That's a good point. Now, to me, you can start once it's Thanksgiving. When Thanksgiving dinner has been put away, if people want to get the tree out, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. We have gotten in this country where we are getting too far ahead of ourselves on decorating for all holidays. <laughs> I saw, no, I saw Halloween stuff in September. I ain't got time for that. You know, you notice people are like, they put their Halloween stuff out. You know, people yeah. who are hardcore Halloween. They get in that shit early. And then they leave that shit out and they just skip Thanksgiving and they go to Christmas early. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. My whole thing is I'm okay with it. Again, Christmas, Thanksgiving night, if you want to put your tree up, you know, you want to, you know, slings some eggnog, you want to do Hey, I'm good with all that. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm totally good with that. But to me, Thanksgiving night is I get a pie, a whole pie. I sit down with a fork and I watch football and then I, you know, fall asleep with half a pie in my lap.
1: <laughs> I hope you don't have any whipped cream or anything on
0: it. No, it just depends, it depends on what the pie is that year. You know, it's, it all it, it all changes up. But then occasionally, you know, it'll be, you know, I will have also drank too much. So, because mm-hmm. if I have to deal with certain people at Thanksgiving, well, I'm going to drink. This year we're hosting Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, that should be fun.
0: We, we're going to have close to 30 people in my house. Ooh. You know, I was talking to Jen about this a few nights ago and I simply said, I wonder how the dogs are going to handle it. We have two spoiled freaking dogs. And when anybody comes in the house, they go ape shit. 25 plus extra people is going to be something.
1: That's going to be a
0: lot. Uh, I think it was going to happen is me and my puppy Archie are going to be down in the basement watching football all day. (laughs) That does remind me of the strangest Thanksgiving story I've ever had. I'll bring this up now to give you an example. Okay. Um, I wasn't married to Jen yet, but I think we were engaged at the time. And we were at her grandparents' house for uh, Thanksgiving one year. And mm-hmm. the grandparents of this people passed away. They were wonderful people, wonderful, sweet people, always treated me really well. I was very appreciative of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The first time I go over there, I was, it's like two o'clock, you know, football on. And everyone's just sitting in the living room. No one's really talking. Some people are, but not many. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, turn the TV on, turn the football game on. And someone says, we don't watch the football games on Thanksgiving. I went, like, what? And I was like 20, 19, 20 years old. You know, I was like, you don't, what? You don't watch. What else football? do you do? I, there's no amount of alcohol I think can get me past not watching some Thanksgiving football. I mean, we got the Lions game in the morning and then you have the Cowboys game. As much as I hate the Cowboys, I watch that out of curiosity to see, mm-hmm. one, if Jerry Jones is actually going to break a leg, he's is, is so old now, and two, are they going to win the game? I, I really I root for whoever it is against them. Sure. I mean, it could be the University of Baghdad and I would still go for them against the Cowboys. <laughs> I will not, I will be rooting for the Cowboys this week, though. So they're playing the Falcons. That is okay. the one team I will not root for against the Cowboys. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, that to me was strange. And I have, it got to where after like the second or third time we did that, I was like, I'm not going back over there. Oh, wow. Okay. Or if we go, I'm going to eat and leave. I'm going to be that rude-ass person because, Mm no, 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 I'm not sitting there for two or three hours just to hear everybody talk about some accomplishment of some kid I've never met. Fair. You know, I don't know. I had no interest in this. So, yeah, as rude as that is, and I get it. Yeah, but the rules are different in my house. In my house, we have TVs and we'll have football games on and we'll probably in one room have, let kids choose. They want to watch in there. That's fine. Just stay out on the Bo's way. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, in the basement, we have a, there is a rule, a strict rule in the basement where I keep all my stuff, my big TV. There's a lane. We call it the lane. That's the lane of the area, the space between where I'm sitting and the television. You cannot cross that lane unless it's a commercial. <laughs> if it's a commercial, if you got to pee, either go behind or wait to the commercial. Noted. That's easy enough. It's the same thing when it's a Super Bowl. That's why I don't have Super Bowl parties. Mm. We've had we had a Super Party like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a good host of Super Bowl party because you know what I want to do? I wanna watch the game. I don't want to chit-chat about everything. No. The year we hosted was the year the Falcons lost the 28-3 to lead. Yeah, oh, yeah. And at halftime, people were like, oh, this game's over. And I was like, no, the Falcons are going to – they're going to give us one here. I was like, you watch. Packers, the Patriots are going to come back and win this game. Mm-hmm. And someone said something. like, no. I was like, watch. Shares, I'm sitting here. And, then, of course, I was right because it wasn't – it anything to do with – it was the Falcons. Yeah. Falcons are going to do what the Falcons do. Matt Ryan is going to do Matt Ryan things. But yeah, I just can't enjoy company. People don't like coming over to my house when I watch an LSU game. I don't bother my brother during Notre Dame games. You know, I went to his house one time this season when he was watching Notre Dame. Uh-huh. And I just sat there quiet because I knew the rules.
1: My brother and I can, my brother and I can watch sports together. Like we're going to the Kansas Colorado game.
0: Yeah. Well, it's different when you're going to a game. Yeah. And I think it's different if it's not like your team, you know, my brother's team is Notre Dame. LSU. You know, he don't bother me during LSU games. My friends know not to call me during LSU. games. If a friend calls me during an LSU game, you better be bleeding. (laughs) I'm serious. You better have been in a car accident or, because if not, he's going to have to wait two hours.
1: Yeah.
0: The second half is over. Yeah. Uncle Rico called me about three years ago on a Saturday afternoon. It was like six o'clock. Mm-hmm. It was the fourth quarter of an LSU game. And He was like, he called. It was him. And I was like, well, he knows the rules. Mm-hmm. And so I answered because it was him. And he goes, hey, hey, just how you doing, man? You doing all right? I'm like, motherfucker, I'm watching the LSU game. <laughs> And he was like, oh, I didn't know they were playing right now because it's not his team. He doesn't right, play. right. He's just being a good friend, checked in on his boy, mm-hmm. which I can appreciate. Sure. But man, I treated him rudely in that moment. So Uncle Rico, I, I am sorry. I did apologize to him a couple hours later. But you know, I mean, I just that makes me that makes me a bad person. That's the bad side of me. And I think
1: most devoted sports fans do the same thing.
0: You know, I don't so. bother any of my KU friends during basketball games. I'd turn to bother my KU friends during basketball season. Fair enough. It's not my thing. I do like it when they lose. I can't root against them anymore. I used to root against them. But you know why I don't root against them anymore? Why is that? Because I came friends with Coach Q, and Coach Q is too good a dude to root against. So shout out to Coach Q. Get his new book. I'm gonna, i am got to pop his book again. The, uh, the Positivity Tribe. And in, in the locker room with the Positivity Tribe, it's really the great book. Link like it in the show notes. I will, you know, I will again. You can always go back to when I had Coach Ping <laughs> in the podcast. A week ago. Amazon, look it up. Fred Quarterbomb's book is great. And he is just the best dude ever. So I can't hate on it on KU. I can't root against him now because I like that guy way too much.
1: Glad to hear it.
0: So, yeah. So again, I've come around. I'm not a Jayhawk, I'm Jayhawk adjacent. There's a the difference. <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple of subjects left. I wanted to ask you, did you pay attention to the college football playoffs update? Uh, uh, the only reason why I of, did is because them,
1: it was in between the KU and the Duke Kentucky game. And <laughs> I thought it was nonsense that they did the full 25. It's unnecessary. Why did they just do the top 10?
0: Yeah, they did the whole top 25. They did it the week before. And when I was watching it, all I could think of was you. I was like, somewhere Ellen's watching the KU game and go, what is this shit? I'm trying to enjoy some college basketball. Y'all can't help but put some college football in here. So. That time of year. Yep. So here we are. Top 10 college football playoff update. Number one, two, three stayed the same. Uh, Georgia, Bama, Oregon. I'm sorry, Oregon was four. They moved up to three when Michigan State lost. Ohio State went from five to four. Cincinnati from six to five. Michigan is ranked six ahead of Michigan State It's seven. Oklahoma State at eight. Notre Dame and Oklahoma State both moved up one spot to nine and ten. Uh, I, I, Texas A&M is 11. I'm not going to go any further than that. Um, we talked about last week Cincinnati to us got screwed. and Continues to do so. Continues to do so. Now, here's my biggest problem. Cincinnati is well, other than Cincinnati. Cincinnati should be, you know, again, to me, they're either two or three. Mm-hmm. And they're not, they're not getting any respect. But how can Oregon be ahead of Ohio State, but Michigan's ahead of Michigan State?
1: None of it makes any sense.
0: No, it's, a, it's like they, they said that they mentioned last week, week one, that head-to-head meant a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. And that was the
0: reason, really a lot of the reason, you know, Oregon was ahead of Ohio State. Because most people will say, if you look at the eye test, Ohio State's better than Oregon but then they went into the direct opposite thing two spots later in the in the rankings and putting Michigan ahead of Michigan State. Michigan State beat Michigan. Yep. And Michigan still hasn't beat a ranked opponent. And actually, and... Michigan State and Michigan together have beat the same number of ranked opponents as Cincinnati. One. Now, Cincinnati does have a, a win against a then-top-25 team that's no longer in the top 25.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Michigan and Michigan State haven't done that yet. They have one win in the top 25, and it's Michigan State's win over Michigan. Um, OU is at eight. They didn't move up or down. They didn't play last week. And you fill in, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State moved up because of their loss in there. It was uh, Wake Forest who lost and fell out. And I heard people say, Tyler Jones, and I talked about this in the Jones Report, People were saying that Wake Forest choked. Well, wait, here's why I can't, and you're kind of nodding your head. I'm like, who expected Wake Forest to be 8-0 this year?
1: Well, no, that's why I was kind of bobbing back and forth. I,
0: I it's, can it's understand. It's not a job. It's simply they played a good team. They weren't, this, they weren't, right. they, 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 got to, they got to number eight in the poll or number nine in the poll last week because they were simply 8-0. Right. And you had to respect they were undefeated but they weren't one of the top 10 teams they, they effectively lost this past week and they're out. And
1: mm-hmm. they lost
0: 58 to 58, 55. I mean, that's, they should be out of contention altogether as Oklahoma should. When they only, won and they lost to Texas 50, the 50 bar. So, um, but I do have a problem here. What's that? So Bama's going to lose to Georgia, right? Georgia's going to be Bama in the SEC championship game.
1: That's what you keep telling me.
0: Okay. So, Oregon's going to win out. Ohio State's going to win out because everybody else in the Big Ten just fucking blows. I mean, this committee has just this committee has given more hand jobs to the Big Ten than I've ever seen. It's just ridiculous. Are they
1: just trying to get Harbaugh
0: in? They're the trying team? to do something to get Jim Harbaugh in there at Michigan. They're trying to do something to keep one of their partners happy so they will just make them happy. It, it's ridiculous how overrated every single Big Ten team in this in this thing is for Ohio State. Um, But OU is going to jump Cincinnati. Which is ridiculous. It is. Oklahoma still has – again, it's Oklahoma State. Uh, They're going to win out. I mean, it's it's coming I don't know.
1: I think Oklahoma State has a really good shot at beating
0: Oklahoma. Three weeks ago, I thought the same thing. Three weeks ago, I was like, okay, oh, oh, you know, this is going to happen. Finally, Oklahoma is going to get the loss, and Oklahoma State couldn't pull it off. The rest of OU schedule, they have Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. So if mm-hmm. they win those three games.
1: I think Oklahoma State's going to beat them. I don't,
0: I don't know what's going to happen within them Baylor. I mean, I think Baylor mm-hmm. can beat Oklahoma. The game's at Baylor, too. So, I mean, I think there's something to that. But if they do run the table, let's just, for instance, mm-hmm. they run the table, they'll have to play Oklahoma State twice because they play Oklahoma State then in a Big 12 championship game have a championship game if you don't have divisions, guys. Then Oklahoma is going to have strength of schedule because they will have beaten two top 15 teams in the last three weeks. They'll have beaten a top 10 team twice. And they will skip over Cincinnati.
1: And that's a shame, you know, because Cincinnati is getting nixed for just being in a weaker conference, and there's nothing yeah. they can do about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, Texas is – I mean, if you ask me what is Oklahoma's best win right now <laughs> – Against Texas, which is the uh-huh. game they came back in and they still allowed 48 points in that game. Uh-huh. I was said from the beginning, if you give up 45 points plus in the game, you're not a good football team. They didn't playing it simple. I mean, it wasn't like they were in five overtimes and did that 55 48. Oklahoma and Cincinnati do have a common opponent. Who's that? Tulane. They both played Tulane. Oklahoma played okay. a week one. At Oklahoma, that game was supposed to be played at Tulane mm-hmm. because of the storm, because of the hurricane, they ended up moving it to OU. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma won that game 40 to 35. They got totally outplayed in the second half of that game. Tulane, if that game was a minute longer, Tulane beats up all. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati beat Tulane by 19. Okay, solid. So to me, I mean, again, go take all well, just take, well, if you want to argue resumes, I'll tell you that by the end of the season, when you look at this, the best the best win either of those two teams, Oklahoma and Cincinnati, will have, will be Cincinnati's win against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. If you look at a common opponent. Cincinnati put a bigger ass whipping on Tulane than OU did.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I just I, I I see what's going to happen, and I'm really not pleased with it. Expand the playoff. Well, that's what's going to happen. This is going to be the cry for the expansion of the playoff. I mean, they've been crying for the expansion of the playoff since they put it in place. But this is, so. the, this is the straw. This will be the one time where you can say, well, number five really could have made a record. hmm and, and I was talking to Tyler Jones about this as well. I said, you know what, if you want to argue the expansion of the playoff right now, you know the team I wouldn't want to play?
1: Who's that?
0: Number 11, Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. That team's hotter than Donut Grease right now. I haven't I seen any of them. I, I don't know that I would I – they're the team I don't think I'd want to play. If I'm outside that top four. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me pull this up here. AM's currently 11. Mm-hmm. Their losses are to Arkansas early in the season, 20-10, to and Mississippi State. They lost back-to-back. Since then, they beat then number one Alabama – well, number two Alabama. Mm-hmm. And, well, I guess they were – Emma was one at the time. Uh, they beat Missouri to beat South Carolina. They beat, they beat the hell out of Auburn last week. Mm. they miss this week. Uh, they've got I'll be a good game. Yeah. They've got some non con game. I don't know who the hell this is. I can't really read it because it's too small print. And they finished the season with LSU.
1: Okay.
0: At, at LSU. So if AM, it would take a load for AM to get there. It would take Alabama losing. It would take. Ohio State losing in Oregon and Cincinnati. It would take too many teams losing for them to leapfrog a bunch of people to get in. Mm-hmm. But that is the argument of a team that's outside that top five, that top ten, even the top eight that you wouldn't want to play right now because they're going to put a they're going to put a whooping on. We picked that game over Tyler's pod, and I think a And M's going to kill them. I think a And M's going to murder LSU.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, I, I just think that, that's that's going to be Ed Ogeron's last game. Mm-hmm. And as well as they played against Alabama, I think that A&M is going to have something for him. And I just – that's the one team I wouldn't want to play right now. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. And, I, and they won't get any – but two losses. I mean, it's hard. You can't lose two games. No, you can't.
1: You, can get in the playoffs, you can't lose two games. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was just looking at the spread for the AM Old Miss game, and it's currently sitting at two and a half for AM.
0: Yeah, that was easy money to me. If you wanted the coach bow's go bet your mortgage payment game of the week, take AM against Mississippi. It's two and a half is the rest of the line. I think about why we picked the Tyler's pod. That was like that's just too easy. Nice. Yeah. So okay. Um, last thing, you and I are both big baseball fans. So we're going to talk a little bit about this. The season's over. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves again. You won the the World Series. They got a little bit of a problem, though. They did not get Freddie Freeman extended. He's a free No. And they should have got that done. But I wanted to talk about free agency because I've never seen – now we've got a collective bargaining agreement we're going to have to redo here in a bit Uh the next few weeks, or there'll be a lockout and no one will get signed. But what stood out to me, I looked at uh, Keith Law's, only athletic Keith Law's top 50 um, free agents. And I, I think people already know the big one is all these shortstops. Carlos Correa is number one on every list of the top Yeah. Five. But listen to these free agents of currently available, just shortstops. Carlos Correa, Kyle Seeger, Trevor Story, who I think is vastly underrated. Um, uh, Baez, Javier Baez, Uh Marcus Simeon, who I think again is also undervalued. That is five starting shortstops. The position really is in baseball today the most important position on the field. And you got five franchise ones all going to free agency.
1: I would really, um, Trevor's story is going to be super interesting because of the way that the Rockies have just mishandled and mismanaged their roster for the last two seasons. Yeah. That I think there was some interest of him sticking around, yeah. but the ownership will just dump him. And that's too bad because now they really won't have anyone to rally around yeah. here locally. But
0: it seemed like even at the All Star Game, it seemed like Trevor Story yeah. was, was like it was like the fans there were like, "Oh, here he is! This is going to be it!" Because they thought he was going to get traded before the deadline. Yeah, they didn't make the deal, and now he's going to go. Um, yeah, I, I I'm curious to see where some of these guys land. I'm curious yeah. to see which one the Yankees try to spend a bunch of money on.
1: You know, if Corey Seager ends up. At the Yankees.
0: That's who I think it is. Too.
1: I would be interested to see how he plays in the American league. Yeah. And if there's any
0: difference. Yeah. As a Boston Red Sox fan, I hope they do sign Corey Seager. Mm-hmm. And I hope that Glibert Torres never, never plays in the, in the game of the Red Sox and the Yankees. Because I freaking love that guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy I would add to the Red Sox in a minute. I wouldn't let him play over Alexander Bogarts. But I think Glibert Torres is a star. And I... The Yankees are going to mess up by letting him go. Uh, I, think, I think Kyle Seeger is the guy. Yeah, Corey Seeger is the guy. Kyle Corey. Seeger. Corey Seager mm-hmm. is the guy that the Yankees are going to try to go after. I think mean, Correa is going to end up somewhere, too. I don't think he's going back to Houston. They just can't afford him at this point. Uh, they got to pay. You know, they got to pay Altuve and Bregman, and they're going to have to give Gordon Alvarez some money. They've got money tied up in uh, Michael Brantley.
1: Yeah. It's
0: hard to keep paying those guys when you keep winning. So I think that he's going to be gone, and they know that. I mean, let Springer go already. I think they got Correa's gone. The other thing I think was interesting was the pitchers, uh-huh. and and this is like the 2015 All Star team of pitchers. Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw did not get in, uh did not get opted. They didn't even make a qualifying offer. The Dodgers didn't, so he's a free agent. Justin Verlander, his contract with uh-huh. the uh, Astros. Um, Noah Syndergaard, Zach Greinke, who I think is actually going to either retire or go back to Kansas City for a season. And then Kevin Gossman, who might win the NL MVP. He was the favorite for the MVP, or not the MVP, Cy Young. I think till August, he was sort of the favorite for that. I think that there's some teams that are going to, teams that have like one or two starters they trust now. Uh-huh. This is the three and four starter written all over it. A, a team is, I mean, Scherzer, I think, is above the rest of them, but I mean, Scherzer's still going to get a frontline money, but the rest of these guys, some of these teams are going to go for a Kershaw, a Verlander. I heard both the Yankees and the Red Sox have gone to see Verlander work out. Yeah, I think mean, he would look really good at Fenway Park. I would, you know, I don't think Scherzer.
1: Yeah, I don't think Scherzer is going to go anywhere though, especially since the way that the the postseason kind of landed for him.
0: Yeah, I, I
1: think he's going to want to try to make another run with the Dodgers. Yeah,
0: I can see that. I think that's a good spot for him too. Uh, I wonder if the Braves jump in on one of these guys.
1: I mean, if they can shore something up with that bullpen, it yeah. would sure be nice.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see who's going to spend and who isn't. And I think that, and then from there, I will talk about this in a second. But I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what teams come out and spend money. The Yankees always spend money. That's mm-hmm. going to be, a, you know, that's going to happen. The Red Sox really haven't spent money the last couple of seasons. They've done the direct opposite. They've gone and made these, you know, uh, money ball type of deals. You know, last mm-hmm. year was Hunter Renfro and Kike Hernandez, and, and they, they both were really great pickups. They traded for Kyle Schwarber midway through the season. Um, so I don't see that one necessarily happening. I can see Toronto going for one of these guys, trying to sure up their team. They have the best young roster in baseball, I think.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I think that'd be good. Um, so I mean I could see one of those guys. I could see like a Kershaw in up in Toronto. I think he'd be a veteran leader, a guy who could go in there, res- yeah. respect in the room, bring to the pitching staff what George Springer brings to the to the to the batting order. I think that's really a great idea. I also think I want to see Zach Greinke come back to Kansas City for a year. Just one season, be a royal. And just come out and close out his career. He's gonna have he's gonna be a hall of famer. And it'd be nice. He didn't get to have he got traded before they got those championships to the, the two teams to the world series.
1: No, he was on the 14 team, wasn't he?
0: Well, the, the one they won the World Series, he wasn't the one they no, the but
1: series, 14 when they went to the World Series but lost.
0: Was he on he
1: was, I, I he think he was lost. okay or,
0: I, I could be wrong. For that. Anyway, I, I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I just um, – because he was one of those guys that shered up their team. I think – I thought it was his trade that they got, like, Low Kane and those guys in.
1: Could be. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that he was part of that 14 run. Yeah.
0: But um, – so I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Zachary King in Kansas City for one more year. Um, you know, he has not – he does not have the same arm he had, you know, even two seasons ago. But he could be an effective fifth pitcher, start a fifth starter or fourth starter on a good team. So I I think it'd be interesting. I just find that interesting. All those veteran guys are all available. And I think you can get one or two of them, one not long term and not big money contracts. And the other thing is, you know, we have the collective bargaining agreement coming up. Uh And the big thing the players' union is going to push for is the universal DH. Now, that makes me so sad. Now. We're on the opposite <laughs> sides here. You do not like the University. No. Oh, I, let, let pitchers hit. I think mean, it doesn't matter. I don't I don't see any reason. I see no reason to make a pitcher hit. It's fun. Oh, no, it's, it ruins a game. It
1: doesn't ruin shit, it
0: does. though. It, does.
1: it doesn't ruin anything.
0: It, it puts an extra out in the lineup. And you know, I just don't like it. I I the players are going to fight for it because now it's going to give veteran players more places that there's a DH and teams who can go get a $20 million bat. You know, a guy like a Kyle Schwarber, Rizzo, Bryant, um, Nick Castellanos, those guys are going to all find somewhere to go that need a bat. You know, I think it makes the trade deadline better. I think it makes more teams competitive too. It's,
1: you're taking away part of the strategy of the National League. And yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy being able to see a pitcher that can hit and enjoys it and wants to do it.
0: Well then it, let them let them be like Otani and, and, and play in the field. You know, let them let them be let them be a D. They are
1: playing in the field. They're let pitching.
0: Well. My argument would be like so: say you get someone like um, who was it with the Giants? Um, well, help. Frankie was about. Frankie hey, was,
1: where was a pitch hitter
0: hit. he can hit. So hey, if those guys want to hit, let them be DHs.
1: Why not let them just hit when they are
0: up? Well, then the other thing is that you build teams for your you know, if you're an American League team, you are building an American League team. Yeah yeah yeah, I just disagree. I think that was one set of rules. Where?
1: They, don't change, they don't
0: change the game in the NHL or the NFL if you're the AFC or the NFL. It,
1: it is the only thing which is different between the leagues. Yeah. And it's been that way since the dawn of time.
0: Yeah, but suck it, yes, it up
1: and let it keep going.
0: Yeah, I I disagree. Let's let's have a DH. Let's no, have a DH. Let's no.
1: you you just you go home and sit with your dh somewhere else i'll fight for those pitchers batting
0: pitchers batting yeah. Pitchers, yeah. you know pitchers are already you know i don't know i no, I, I don't want to i don't think fans want to see pictures hit either that's In not true time. I don't think I, I think you you both
1: do not want to see
0: pitchers. No, I think the traditionalists want to see it, and I'm not I think a traditionalist. traditionalist I just like you, I,
1: I just like pitchers batting. You, I,
0: you tell me you'd rather see a pitcher bunt. Yes. Kyle Schwarber gets another another three out.
1: Yes, because he can probably have more skill set knowing when to lay a bunt than Schwarber just trying to slam something and striking out.
0: But well, Schaubert hit 38 home runs this year. How often did he strike out? Well, everybody strikes out in the majors now. Through the games, playing.
1: I understand that, but do you think at some point it might have not been more strategic to lay down an uh, infield bunt and move players on the base bases instead mm-hmm. of just going for the fences?
0: I don't know. The games change. You don't win many games three to two. <laughs> We're so, gonna agree to disagree, and like, that's fine. Yeah, we'll fine. have to on this one. You'll, n- I, I you'll never. I do understand and respect where you're coming from. I just it's not what I think. I, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather have the DH in both leagues. So, all right. So there's that one too. So we'll agree to disagree on that one. And and, and I love you to death. So I, I, ain't even, uh, <laughs> I think you're wrong, but it's all right.
1: <laughs> I I think you're
0: ridiculous, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anything you want to add this week? Is there anything going on in your life? Anything you want to talk about? We got a thing going on here. Uh, what you got? What you got for me?
1: Not a whole lot going on. Just trying to get through uh, Thanksgiving's a week and a half away, and yeah. let's let's get some turkey and eat some pie and yeah. maybe get what's, some snow.
0: What's your favorite kind of pie for Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, I I do pumpkin. Oh, pumpkin. Okay. Yeah. I can do um, a little bit. Not much. I will do uh, fruit pies for Christmas, okay. but I always stick with pumpkin because I do my own crust and all that kind of stuff. Oh. I make it make
0: it from scratch. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm a con pie man stuff. Really
1: I that's too much the yeah. uh, the caro and all that kind of stuff. I you do. know what I
0: found though? I found this uh, thing called it's a chocolate pecan pie.
1: Oh yeah. But I found
0: it a few years ago, and now that's my love for Thanksgiving. I get one of those and. It'll be on. I'll eat half of that pie. Oh,
1: well.
0: Yeah, we and actually, then you'll have the other you know, half? For we the, will actually the buy an extra and hide it from everybody at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be off somewhere where no one can find it. If like nice. you look around the house, they ain't going to find it. So. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, you know, you got, you got to do what you get. I'm, I'm a fat guy. I like to eat. This is what it is, you know. The holidays are my thing. Thanksgiving and Christmas, I get to eat. I get to enjoy life. Hey, for a bit. it... You know? enjoy life eat yeah you know be be merry because i know that what's going to happen january 1 is it's going to be bo's going to have to go on a strict diet and get rid of some of this shit so yeah yeah it's going to be like a life change because january 1 so
1: well a life change is much better
0: than a diet yeah it is it is there's going to be some things we're working on i'm not going to tell everybody about it yet so there'll be some big changes that coach bo will talk about in a in a few weeks
1: well, looking forward to that. Yeah.
0: Um, anything you're looking forward to sports-wise this weekend? Anything that's particular as we get into the South Friday and we're getting into the weekend? Anything you uh, shout out or thinking about want to watch this weekend?
1: You know, not that I know off offhand. Um it's a little weird with me being off today. I've kind of lost my, my week in the calendar. Tell me what's good. What should I look out for?
0: Sunday night football, we'll get the Chiefs and the Raiders.
1: Uh, We're going to find out, out how bad the
0: Chiefs are or how good the Raiders are.
1: Um, you know, I guess we'll find out just how exposed the offense is going to be for the, the Chiefs.
0: Bad As bad as Jordan Love played in that game, I thought he played better than, than Patrick Mahomes did.
1: Because I missed part of that
0: game. They both played. Both quarterbacks played horrible in that game.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I didn't see any of the second half because I went to the Rapids game on Sunday.
0: You were you didn't miss anything. It was a horrible, horrible football game of two teams that were just – You could, the Packers need to go ahead and give Aaron Rodgers everything he wants. And he should go ahead and get vaccinated while he's at it.
1: Otherwise, he should just GTOF
0: and yeah. carry on. I like how he finally admitted that he misled people. It only took him his third interview to admit that he misled people. Some people. Yeah, I love. Did you see so someone? I believe it was on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter and on TikTok both. Um, the first interview he had with Pat McAfee. You know, he's on Pat McAfee show every week, and I love Pat McAfee. I think Pat is hilarious. He's saying that. Uh, he's talking about how he went through and and the point where right when Aaron Rodgers says he spoke to Joe Rogan if you can see Pat McAfee covers his fa- his face like this he puts his hand over his mouth first he smiles he's trying to hold back laughter and then he literally put his hand over his mouth to hide the laughter then Aaron Rodgers went and talked to Joe Rogan
1: i i i
0: Yeah. Yeah. I want to know who these people are that that actually listen to and consider the things that Joe Rogan says to be up on a high standard. I I just don't get it. I've listened to his show. I tried. I think he's a really good interviewer. He can't be. I think he's a spectacular interviewer. I heard heard his interview with Dave Chappelle a few months ago. I thought it was really good. Um, As a guy who's a wrestling fan, he had The Undertaker on, thought it was a great interview. He's a good interviewer. But when he gets into some of this shit he talks about, I just lose any... It's almost like my body wants to do a hard reset. That's a whole other
1: conversation that could go on for hours.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think that... He has a talent. He has a talent that I don't have. I mean, I I, will first want to say I think he's a really good. At, he's a really good announcer on the, the UFC. He's a really good interviewer. Stick to those two things, because this horse shit he's trying to sell to people, and he's always trying to sell it too. Hey, he's
1: trying
0: Spotify, to make it,
1: Spotify backed up their truck, and you know, he's going to go with it. So yeah,
0: I mean, it's you, 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 you make if you're going to be a whore, you go, you go ahead go go all the way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I guess that's fine. I, it is what it is at this point. Mm-hmm. So, but I. I if you get a chance, go back and watch. It's all over Twitter and everywhere else.
1: I, I don't. Rodgers is
0: the to, make, to McCaffrey, Mick, Pat McAfee player, Pat McAfee. To to He's just, it's always like, oh, hilarious. So, And as someone who watches Pat McAfee show from time to time, it's I do like him. So it was funny to see that. Uh, as far as the NFL, actually, the only compelling game I see is Sunday night. the Chiefs and the Raiders. There's nothing else where I'm going, oh, well, yeah, it'd be fun. Um, I want to see if the Saints are going to do anything against the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Titans played great last week against the Rams. That was my preseason Super Bowl pick was the Rams and the Titans. I'm going to stick with it at this point because mm-hmm. I think they're the best two teams. I think Buffalo is still one of the best teams in the AFC despite last week. Um, oh, and I do think, Have you noticed who snuck up and all of a sudden is a half game back in the, in the AFC East?
1: I haven't looked at the standing, so no
0: the New England Patriots. Uh, someone's hey, Someone's been playing chess while the rest of us are playing checkers. They've won three we'll in a see. row. They've won four out of five. Their only loss is that close game that they played with the Cowboys in the last five after starting th- one and three. And they're going to make the playoffs and he finds a way. He finds a way.
1: Maybe. You got to have... Quality games against quality teams. I don't believe in Mac Jones.
0: So. I, I don't want to believe in Mac Jones, but he's played solid. Their next – let me see. i look at their schedule right now. They do have a game against the Titans in three weeks. They have the Browns this week. They get a couple of gimme's in here. They got the Falcons. They do play the Bills. They play the Colts, but I think they're highly overrated. They have the Bills twice. So the Bills can separate themselves in the division. But they end with Jacksonville and Miami. Pretty easy. Yeah, so if you got to win two games at the end, so if you're – it's like ten teams in the AFC are sitting at five and four. Mm-hmm. By five and four or better. So if you're thinking, okay, you're a game above 500 with eight games to go, you're going to have to win six out of eight to get in the playoffs from here. Yeah. You're five and four. And if you're one of those teams at the end and you've got those last two games and you're looking at it going – Shit, we gotta win two. Well, it looks good to have Jacksonville and Miami. Yeah. Um, Better than better than a lot of teams are gonna have there at the end. So I think the like the Chiefs, for instance, their last three are the Raiders, Bengals, and Chargers.
1: Yeah, that's
0: really hard to close out on. Yeah. And you would think that the Bengals would be a gimme, but they're not a gimme, not now. Mm -hmm. I mean they haven't played great the last two weeks. But oh, and I will go on record, I have to stick this in every week that the Bengals do not deserve Joe Burrow. That team is awful. Right, that defense is okay. They're not great, but that offensive line can't can't stop nobody. I mean, he's running around last week just trying to find a way to set his feet and throw the ball out of bounds. Awful. Yeah, it was. I watched that game. I was at a bar and watching the Bengals trying to watch Joe Burrow. The same time I'm watching the Saints blow a game, and I'm like, I'm in agony here. It's tough. And then I got a sixty dollar bar tab, and I'm like. What did I do? You drank your pain away. You know what I did? I let my let the kid come. I let you oh. ordered two two meals. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, are you killing me? What are you doing? No longer taking him to the bar anymore. <laughs> your fucking not about take you to a bar. I'm not doing it. So, all right, well, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Thank you for joining me this week. Thanks for coming on. I love it when you come on.
1: Thanks for having me. It's always a good time.
0: Yeah. Thank you for your college basketball preview thank you for doing some due diligence It's about my LSU Tigers and that I, you know, you, you asked, I delivered. I appreciate that. So be careful by what I asked for next. Oh Jesus. Um, all right. So with our homework next week, we're going to try to find some funny Thanksgiving stories. Don't yeah. forget to, you know, send us, send us your tweets, send us your emails, anything. If you've got a funny Thanksgiving story, if you're listening, get that story. I want to hear it. We're going to talk about some of that stuff next week and then, uh, um, we're gonna have Hayden Falik on next week. Talk a little wrestling. I might even line it up where you're in that that that, that thing too. So we'll see. Oh God. Okay. Um, yeah, Hayden's an interesting cat. You know, he uh, he's actually part of the uh, Pro Wrestling Historical Society. Mm-hmm. Like he's like an old school wrestling guy, kind of like I am. So like a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff we see now on TV, like I don't like it all. Mm-hmm. He likes all the AEW stuff. So I'm gonna give him some grief about that. It'll be fun. So right on. Yeah. I think CM Punk can only carry you so far and so far I've been right, but we'll see. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to come back. I'm going to have a little break and then I'm going to come back with some closing thoughts, but Ellen, thank you for coming in and uh, I will see you next week. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Hey, welcome back, Coach Bo. Here. Hey, want to thank Ellen again for jumping in and co-hosting with me this week. Uh, she's just wonderful. I love having Ellen here. Uh, also, want to give a shout out to Tony Wisdom. Tony was our guest on episode eleven back on Monday. If you haven't heard it, I think it's the best interview we've had so far. I think he has been. A, he was a great guest. I love Tony's story, and I uh, just if you haven't had a listen. Do yourself a favor. Go back and do it. We talked about 40 minutes. And I think you're going to get something really positive there. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed that. We got a lot of great feedback thus far this week. Um, going to have a great po- uh, a great episode 12 coming up on Monday. Uh, Genevieve Vernique is going to come in from Vernique Arts. And uh, she is someone i got to know here in Lawrence who uh, is from Texas. Does some really interesting and cool things. Just a great, great soul of a person I think you're really going to like Genevieve uh, we're going to be chopping it up on Monday I think you'll enjoy that and uh, so look forward to that on Monday that'll be episode 12 uh, 12.5 next week uh, uh, Hayden Falc going to come in we're going to talk a little bit of uh, AEW coming off their pay-per-view this weekend and getting ready for the WWE's big Survivor Series pay-per-view we'll talk about how WWE's for sale they keep cutting people all that good stuff and then we're going to have uh, Ellen back in here. We may have a couple other surprise visits. Um, would love in the meantime to hear any of your Thanksgiving stories. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving next week. So it'll be our last episode before Thanksgiving on the 0.5 next week. So would love to hear anything you got there. You can uh, tweet at us. You can send us a note via Instagram. Uh, that's at Coach Bono's Show. Uh, you can email us at coachbone show at gmail.com. You, any way you want to, you can even go to oags.com, my website, and click on the contact us and send me a message. Uh, you can do that anyway if you need some help with your financial or insurance stuff. And uh, we'd love to chat with you about that as well. So uh, but thank you again for all that. And thank you for joining us here on the Coach Bo podcast. Huge thanks to Tyler Jones and everybody at the studio Soapbox Network for all you do behind the scenes. Thank you so much. Uh, most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. I wouldn't be doing this without you, and I'm really having a good time. I hope you're enjoying this. It has really been a labor of love, and I really am enjoying it. So thanks again. Don't forget to rate us and review us. Hey, if you're enjoying this, you know, the banter between me and Ellen, or you really like the interviews on Monday's pods, it really means a lot to us if you could rate us and review us. It helps us in our ratings. We can move up and down with Google and with Apple and Spotify. It really does, believe it or not, it does really help us. And we greatly appreciate of every five-star reviewer. So until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Have a great weekend. And one last word, remember that the secret to living is giving. Thanks to Listen to that Take care. great